0: I'll be too nervous to. I'm probably lost for words.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's Lost for Words podcast. I'm joined, as ever, by Jason. Jason, hello.
0: Good evening, Tom. How are you? I'm
1: good. I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm very tired, Tom. Do you know what?
1: It's been an exhausting weekend.
0: When you follow these events and you're got anything on them and i wasn't unfortunately on the 66 with captain um and you actually follow them and live every shot that they hit it's extremely exhausting and then you realize that you know the next day you've got to do it all again so um yeah it was i found it a very exhausting weekend um once again following you know the last exhausting weekend (laughs) so i'm absolutely stuffed mate to be honest with you but you know um yeah it ended up worth the time worth my time so um yeah can't complain can you just hope to live to spend it
1: another um close shave for maximilian Kiefer in the in the line of close shaves isn't it
0: well that that was brilliant um yeah what what can you say i mean anybody who says the golf is boring has not had any money on a player (laughs) in a in a playoff especially at par three playoff um That that was just incredible. I mean, um, it it was really interesting because at the start, you know, we weren't really sure which way it was going. Obviously, conditions were bad, and straight away when you saw Kymer and Catelyn up there, mind instantly turns to Valderrama, Um, and I think it showed. I mean, um, Catelyn put up basically; he had to shoot lower, obviously, than he had to round uh, in the end of the chair, but. Um, he put up basically the same thing. He was straight 90% of the time. um, Found greens, just gave himself so many chances. It didn't matter. When the weather got a bit better on round three, I think he was a bit stymied. Everybody was going lower, and that's not really him. But having said that, he came from eighth in the Irish Open to win. Um, And he's at 65, best of the day, uh, to win here. I mean, he he was the only one chasing Kiefer. Kiefer went four clear. Um, I said in the life cycle, I didn't like Keimer. Um, Or Kiefer, Um, so Kiefer's really surprised me. Kymer didn't. I must be honest. Um, I think he's going to need to um, have serious help to win again. Cut Martin Kymer unfortunately. Kiefer went four clear, and and to be fair, he didn't actually do anything wrong. Catelyn just chased him down. You know, he missed um, anybody who was on him at bigger prices that like Ben put up and everybody else in the world put up Uh, would have been absolutely cursing at fifteen when he missed a golden opportunity, he was all over the shop at 15, the par five. Um, but quite frankly, he was superb. And, and did you see the playoff Tom? I, do see no, I didn't,
1: I did not see the playoff.
0: You have to see the playoff. It's just stunning. I mean, Catelyn's been patting brilliantly all day, leaves himself pretty simple eight to 10 footer for birdie to win it outright on the 72nd. It's the worst part he's done all week. Um, and then they go into that playoff, and it's absolutely stunning. I mean, Catelyn plays um, two shots during the playoff. Um, just amazing. Back of the bunker. He, he has no shot at all to get this with, near the pin. He's, he just hasn't got a shot. And he, he carries the bunker, and he has to bounce it three times in the fringe and get it on the right line for it to stop anywhere near the hole. Otherwise, it's going downhill near the water. And he j- he does it, and and Kiefer must just sit there going bloody hell. Hmm. Then Kiefer hits a twenty-five foot um, putt, birdie putt, um, that he had the line of from the previous um, playoff hole, and catelyn has got a 10, 12 footer up the hill to tie him, and he he makes it, and it's it was a very very sad ending, um, you know, when he's gone into the water, but it it, it was just a rem- it was a brilliant playoff, and um, it was a sad way to win because. It's a shame one of them couldn't birdie it to win it. But ultimately, you know, I've got to pay my mortgage and therefore, you know, <laughs> I need to be on the winner. Yeah. Who cares, really, ultimately? Well, I, I, I mean, to be <laughs> honest, I do. I do care. I thought it was... Um, I really, really felt for him. And I, it, it's, you know, to hit the same shot, the same seven iron continually into the same hole. Um, you know, Catelyn's won twice, hasn't he? You know, he's yeah. not under any pressure. Kiefer really wants to win. He's ne- He's not going to play better than that. Um, in a final round, um, he hasn't done anything wrong. You know, you take Catelyn out; he's won by three, so he's done nothing wrong. He's not he's not given anything away. It's just one man has just got him. Um, yeah,
1: it's one of those. It's one the case of one of those. Someone's won it as opposed to someone losing it, which is ultimately what you want, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. He chucks it away in the in the water, but but your point about how good his final round was. Is the point yeah, that he's correct. got he's got correct. to the playoff, and someone's had to play that well to even get to the playoff with him? Um, three wins in thirteen starts for Captain. Ah, oh,
0: it's remarkable, isn't
1: it? Yeah, he, and he was, uh, and even even when you look at him in the market this week, I, I don't I don't actually I think he needs it tougher, so I wouldn't really fancy him at this event. But he still seems a bit underrated in the market considering his win rate.
0: Um. Doesn't he really?
1: Well, I, yeah, think we, I, mean, I think we had the same conversation after he won army didn't we? And then he won the Irish Open.
0: Yeah, then, again, not easy though. That's an Aaron Rye track, so yeah, that, that's not an easy track.
1: Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that you do have to. But the best thing is, you, you know, you might—I don't know if he missed the cut this week—but you might finish thirtieth or something. And and he finished thirtieth again a couple of weeks, and and suddenly he'll be out to a decent price again. Um, i imagine and I, and I think he's someone that once he gets to sort of 60s 60s and 80s and, and 60, 60s and that, like he was last week that you kind of just have to back him at at this stage because mm. he just, he's just fantastic he just seems to once he gets that kind of chance i mean he just seems like the type where you look at his sort of like world rankings and he kind of either misses a cut finishes 30 or wins there's no like fifth six or anything like that he just seems, if he gets in the hunt he seems to, to get the job done
0: doesn't he He's, he's, he's Extremely good I mean You know Nervous You know Down the middle of the I mean there were a lot of bogeys Between sort of uh, Holes Eight and Thirteen I think During the week yeah. Eight and twelve During the week Um, And Catlin just Hits the ball straight uh, You know I think it was It probably was Aaron Rye We were commenting on That hits the ball straight The last time we were Talking about him Yeah. And it's quite You know They're not They're not dissimilar in In, in their approach And their game You know it's, it's just it's very very good it's very efficient and his short game is just phenomenal. I mean he saved a couple of you know a couple of shots yesterday with just some stunning pass saves. Um, you know I remember I think on Saturday I think on, on front nine he had a, a, he overshot the green he had a, a no shot at all um, and somehow I, I don't know how he's done it he's, he's chipped up virtually whole side. And the ball has spun sideways towards the hole, and it it was a virtually impossible shot. He, he's very, very talented, um, and he's got a very, very good brain. He's not, you know, you look down the leaderboard there, and you've got those, you know, you've got those that are, I mean, I, I was on, uh, as well. Yeah. Um, he lacked experience. He played really well. Um, he lacked experience. Um, you look at people like Marcus Armitage. We know, you know, he's a fantastic player. Um, you know on the right course but you couldn't trust him Catelyn is rock solid isn't he you know that's that's you know Valderrama's you know to win your first tournament against Kaima down Valderrama then to do it from behind and now to do it again it's it's brilliant I I think he's uh an outstanding player
1: yeah, you mentioned you obviously mentioned Croyswick last week um mm. Sky who who do the uh the YouTube show we've uh tipped Catelyn and Austin Batista so that was uh uh, you know, an exciting week, and it's yeah. it it's just amazing that you know, um, we're talking about straight hitters, and you go over to the PJ tour last weekend, and Stuart Sink goes and does it, um, that was finding well. every fairway, doesn't he? And it just, and I think it was David Tindall, wasn't it, put out that he won the four of his first five events were the week after a major or something like that. You know, it's phenomenal. You know, he obviously he said what's he had something like 600 and something starts and he's he's won plenty and, and won a major championship and and he probably still doesn't quite get the respect he deserves because people wanted the other person to win but yeah it's just phenomenal yeah. to see a golfer roll back the years like that and and just find the fairways and and make the parts
0: it was it was yeah i mean it, it was quite annoying really because we've been on sync a few times mm. over the last few months um at big prices and uh it, to be honest, after the Masters effort it, and his, his efforts here and places like the Travelers and, and similar environments, it, I'm not saying it was easy, but you know, I think we could have mentioned him at least. Um, he's a player we like.
1: Yeah, it definitely felt um, like one that was missed when you look. He was 19th for the Honda, 12 for the Masters. That was kind of, you know, it was kind of that was what led you to him earlier on in the year when when you put him out, wasn't it? That was a, that was yeah. the thing.
0: But it was a it was a fascinating final round. Um, him and his son, they were they were awesome. They were mic'd up, obviously, and uh, it was just awesome. I mean, they just they you know they had a conversation. What Would you make it seventy six? Yeah. The, let's hit sixty seven. Yeah. You happy with that? Yeah. I'm happy with that. Bosh! Boom! Boom! And every every time that you know, kid turned around to him and said, "Yeah, great shot." You know, it was it was brilliant. I mean, to be fair to him, um, he didn't you know as as Morikawa, who was shocking after his opening birdie straight with every single drive was was he was never under pressure you know it was remarkable and and to birdie 17 you know um that was that was that was quality it was the well well deserved and yeah brilliant victory brilliant
1: I thought there was a couple of players on that leaderboard. Like Emiliano Grillo has been playing some good golf, yeah, you played. know, of late, and played, you know, not as good as he could have done because obviously there's always going to be a. Fit, but you know, generally played very well and tied in the final round. Harold Varner, who I've always talked about, kind of don't trust shot a 66 in the final round. Um, you know, Maverick McNeely, someone's been playing really well recently, like in fits and starts. There was a lot of guys behind Sink that. Just because of his sheer brilliance throughout the whole week, it, it kind of goes unnoticed. But there's some guys that I think is worth sort of taking stock of going into the future weeks. Um, I don't think we're going to be talking too much about the Zurich Classic tonight. Um, but, you know, the, in, certainly in the stroke play event, I think it's worth keeping an eye on this leaderboard and, and seeing what you like from it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I, I Fitzpatrick played really well. Patted really well. Yeah. Um, he, he was very good. Grio done what Grio does. He chased him down. He looked a serious danger at one point. Yeah, um, but it's you know it's a million isn't it? It's, um, he does what he does. He always manages to throw it away. But it's it you know when you you're you're five six seven behind, it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. You, you're gonna chuck it. I, I just thought Sink did as much as he had to do um, to win the tournament. Um, yeah, you know there were some fantastic eye catches, but like I say, Morikawa was it, it was it was actually filth. It was filthy. He's chipping and he's patting well, it was it was downright filth, and um, you know he's got to sort that out because that was yeah that was disgusting. But anyway,
1: anyway. And, and Russell Henley finally played the Heritage well as we you know we <laughs> talked about and expected him to do and, and finally did it where it should have done. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there was some expectation.
0: Yeah, you know, Kirk's played well. He's, he's he's you know backed up his course form. Lowry's played well. Was you know expected Henley Webb wasn't ever in it really. No, right. and um, still finished top ten. Um, just, just cash for a minute there yeah 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 so yeah it was it was it was what it was you know um yeah it's a good event and i think i think you might find again like we said uh last year that you know these events start leading onto to each other and form lines are very very similar
1: yep and then just one final recap of last week before we actually go into the, the grand canary event was uh peter euline who's obviously uh been on the show previously, and someone we, we do chat to. He he won last week, didn't he, on the Corn Ferry Tour at the MGM Resorts Championship. Uh, went into the final round with I think it was one stroke or two stroke lead, uh, and and converted. And uh, you know it was great to see. He won by four in the end, uh, so it looks easy. I'm sure it wasn't quite as easy as that. We don't get to see the uh, television coverage of it. Um, but yeah, it's great to see him back into the winner's circle, first time. Professionally stateside, so uh, yeah, we wish them all the best going forward.
0: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, a former um, interviewee um, on this, and uh, they're actually doing really well, aren't they? they so are. uh, maybe, maybe we are lucky. Um, yeah, I think there is something so, there. <laughs> so fantastic, yeah, yeah, we're all cheering on uh, uh, We're Wilcox now, are we? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, um, going to be the next one. So good luck to them all. And, and again, just to mention for Lydia Coe, who won her first tournament in three years. Yeah, I mean again you know you talk about people coming back i know she's obviously nowhere near the age of stuart sink um but bear in mind i think she won her first tournament at 14 or something silly um you know as as ditched a longtime coach a few years ago etc etc um to win in 28 under by seven over the weekend is um is fantastic so uh, yeah some really good winners over the weekend and uh some brilliant golf so you know anybody who doesn't like watching it is um you know, sadly mistaken. What more can you
1: want is the, yep. is the answer to that, isn't it? Um, Right. So we have got, uh, you know, is it the Grand Canary Open that they're calling it this week? And it's at the golf course whose names I can never remember and, and pronounce. Um, Antoine Rosner is a clear favourite this week. Um, We were just chatting off air. I think probably rightly so, isn't it, at the moment?
0: Yeah, I don't know if he, if, if he should be. I mean, uh, you know, there's money for... A couple of the obvious ones i, I thought sort of you know 14 one was a little bit tight really but i'd certainly have him ahead of uh Mateo schwab let's put it like that <laughs> who again you know let himself down you know on and around the greens over the weekend yeah i mean rosner could be anything couldn't he really um you know we've all seen him he won he won uh in dubai coming from behind uh, andy sullivan who's going to be talked about a lot this week Um, maybe shouldn't have won that, but it doesn't matter. It was still a great 64 final round. Um, And of course, he won Qatar with that extraordinary uh, part on the last. He's he's an awesome player, isn't he? Um, Always had potential. We've always put him in with the likes of um, Adrian Nelson, and people like that. Um, It was whichever one came first. He's won on the Challenge Tour in Spain, you know. Um, He was third at Valderrama, which... um, links into the course designer of this even though we think there's probably going to be about 20 shots difference in the winning <laughs> score um, he's a cracking player isn't he you know done a bit in the in the match play didn't he he um, did cut the shot results um, very deserved favourite because you know he's a very good player and you know he attacks par fives and there's only three of them this week but they'll be able to attack them he's a cracking par four. You want, yeah, you know, deserved
1: favour. It's going to be low scoring this week, isn't it? It's a resort course which hasn't been at all, there's not much they can do to adjust it really. There's no real rough to speak of, so it's for the high handicap, uh, drunken tourists that like to play the golf course. Um, I'm sure many of them will probably play this drunken because they probably can. Um, but yeah, Rosner absolutely superb. You talk about the uh, links to the course designer, and and we, we were talking again off air, and, and it's come up in our own research, but. The course designer obviously um, designed London Club, which was the 2008-2009 European Open. Um, designed the Gary Player Country Club, which is obviously the Ned Bank and the SA Open uh, last year. All very different tests, really, aren't they, um, to what we think are going to play here. But I don't think it's going to do any harm to have uh, seen it. We've seen it so often, haven't we? Even Even in courses, it shouldn't really... Uh, correlate, you know, the, there's always some sort of fine detail that kind of designer likes to leave on all these golf courses, and that might just be enough to uh, catch a few eyes this
0: week. Yeah, it might be. If we don't know, I like your 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 thing about Amman was quite useful because uh, some of those shots on that promo video that's that's tweeted about all over the place, um, some of that looks very much like Amman you know, by the coast, and and you start it, some of the um, Fairways look a lot t- well, they're not tight, but they look tighter than, you know, than the green area, if you like. Yeah. Um, and then it opens up, and and there's a particular couple of shots that, that look at the greens. These massive greens that really do look like a man. Um. So I quite like that link. Um. It's 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 you know we don't know, do we? Um. It's it's an educated guess. It's not complete guesswork, but it's educated guess. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to come down to the same player, um, or players. And whilst there's a couple of bits of blue already, because um, I think Ben's article's out quite early this week, um, they may not have been finished being punted yet.
1: Absolutely not. And strangely, as well, there's a couple of um, other courses. Glen Eagles, um, Ron Kirby was obviously um, responsible for, which hosted the Johnny Walker and the 2014 Ryder Cup. Um, and, And there's also another course which... I didn't know there was any interest to it but the royal golf club which was used on the challenge tour in 2012 in denmark christopher broberg won there um i'm sure you covered that back in the day um i did he's a legend broberg yep yeah <laughs> and and there's a couple of courses coming up i think mount juliet is the host for the uh, irish open this year so there's there's links there i think basically from from the promo videos it's kind of like the front nine is tree lined and that someone said they've never seen so many palm trees on such a course, and then the back nine's exposed and uh and windy, which is where Amman and, and Mauritius I think will come into play. But uh, well,
0: yeah, I mean, you you look at something like the Eagles and you've got Paul Laurie, haven't you? Britt Rumford, Stephen Gallagher, yeah, Tommy Bjorn, um, do you know what I mean? It's uh Mark Warren, so yeah, you know, you, you, I'm not sure how relevant it is, but. Very potential. We'll, we'll let you know on uh, Sunday about four o'clock.
1: London Club was the first ever course I went to to attend a professional event. It was when Rosh Fisher won. Um,
0: Did they charge you a million pounds to go in.
1: I can't remember. All I know is my dad stitched me up one because he uh, told me to go and get Rory McIlroy's autograph, and it it wasn't Rory McIlroy. It was just <laughs> some, it was just some random kid <laughs> member who had curly hair. It was um, the bloke
0: out of outnumbered. Yeah,
1: could, could well have been um and i obviously believed him and he says to this day that he didn't mean it and he thought it was him and i don't believe him um so here we are um i think everybody signed my little autograph book except for monty that week um oh. who i've been told is actually a wonderful guy so uh i don't really want to uh to bad mouth him but he didn't sign my book that week so it's a little bit sore about that but on to this week's. So we, we've we discussed Rosner, we think he's a, a worthy favourite if if maybe a bit on the short side. Um I certainly couldn't put anybody off betting him, and I don't think you would either. Um, but it's just it's just a price play for us. We don't we very rarely like the favourite as it is, and uh I don't know if, I don't know if favourites on the European tour. It'd be interesting to know how many times favourites come in on the European talks so I can't imagine it's that often. Uh, no, I wouldn't have thought so.
0: They, just... they, I think they do a lot of running in, in, yeah, sort of yeah. in the, within the four days um but as to actually getting home I mean it's difficult isn't it I mean I would never have imagined you know six months ago Rosner would be favorite for a tournament no. um and to be honest I'm not convinced he should be here but would I, you know'm you know, so... favorite or? yeah i think Horsfield. yeah Horsfield. I mean yeah i mean it's it's Hawksfield and Sullivan but, but definitely i think horsefield is telegraphing a victory um i know he's been put up a few times by others uh, recently but um this is him isn't it um you know two wins last year and 18 under and uh i think 18 under twice wasn't it yeah um he's been telegraphing a victory if you celtic manor um he beat kind of Siamy, who, who actually Quite like to go well this week. Sammy Vella who's obviously won at Aman, that we like. I'm really gutted Brandon Stone's not playing this week. So I thought this was right he up
1: his should street. Should be up his street if, he, if the courses we like match. Then uh... yeah,
0: Sam. And then you obviously got you got um, John Catlin was um, yeah. just behind there. And then um, when he won at Arden, uh, Mikko Korhonen and uh, Max Kiefer were there. And Kiefer's got a little bit on the relevant courses that we said, and obviously he's playing well anyway. Um, but he's telegraphing a victory. You know eighth and third finishing really, really strongly. Um, over the weekend, um, there's a few players that are catching the eye over the weekends these days, uh, but Horsfield definitely at Kenya. Um, and then Austria last week is fine, he was second in pattern average. Um, and given he would have had to, you know, scramble quite a lot really around there, um, he's not able to just open his shoulders, whereas here he certainly should be able to. Um, yeah, I mean. I, it looks his sort of course, Well how low you want to go in the market, I don't know. You know, he's third in par four performances over the last three months. I know it's only twelve rounds, but when you consider he's such a big hitter as well, he leads the birdie conversion rate over the last three months over that twelve rounds as well. It's um, he, he shouts out that he's going to be a top ten at the worst, isn't it?
1: Well, I think it says a lot, like you said, that it wasn't really a course for him last week, and he finishes fifteenth um just improving every day. Denny, 74, 73, he? Seventy four, seventy three, sixty nine, sixty-seven played incredibly well, like you say in Kenya, and that was coming off the back of a of a long spell out because of injury. So if he's playing like this in uh, unsuitable golf courses after three starts, then uh, you certainly would uh, wouldn't want to back against him, would you? you
0: have to put this? him in somehow, don't
1: you? Yeah, I mean I I don't actually hate the price. I think he's even now twenty there's still twenty twos about with six places. I think that's that's fair enough, really. Um, if you like, if you like Betfair and he goes to twenty five, yeah,
0: then no, he's not. He's not, he's, he's, not to, that, he? he's not going to do that, is he? He's not going kind of there now. Uh, but I, I, I actually agree with you. I'm interested to see what his tea time is, yeah. um, because I think you, depending on the way you play. I mean, I, I, I'd done an experiment last week with, um, you know, on Betfair, um, backed quite a few to lay him back at, uh, you know, the chosen quarter of the odds. Um, double your money. It was amazing how many people you actually got matched that ended up nowhere near winning the tournament. Yeah. Um, somebody like Horsfield, he's going to be the sexy player of the week without question. Um, if he gets a, an early start, I mean, he's already hit 66 and 65 at Kenya this year, um, 68 over in Dubai. So of course that suits him, um, you could be in and out pretty quickly, to be honest with you, if you if that if you're that way inclined. So. Yeah, he has to go in the book somehow. not sure how. I agree with you. Maybe have him on Betfair even if a saver and just see what happens over the weekend.
1: I actually found it harder to leave Kitty Armour out because, and, and I might still put him in, because he just has all that relevant form that, that we talked about. one won in Amman and Mauritius. He just played well in Kenya. Um, you know, Dubai's played well, Saudis played well, the past Greens, Qatari finished tied ninth. Um, everything about him kind of screams that that he'll go well here. Um, he was eighth in Valder Armor if you if you want to add that in, yeah, um, all right, yeah, you know, which again, like we say, we don't we don't think it's gonna be anything like that. But um, it to me the, there's just so many positives about him, and you look at what Catelyn's doing. Winning three times in thirteen starts, Kitty Armor has obviously got himself a couple of wins in in relatively quick succession when he first came over here, and uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's there's, a, there's a different types of players, but I don't think there's much in terms of ability and profiles. I think they're uh, they're both kind of like and Horsefield as well. I think they're they're kind of a trio. I think Kitty Armor and Horse would always be short in the market because of who they are and what they've done in in their time, and I think Catelyn will still just cruises the. As a slightly underrated version of the two,
0: can't argue. Um, Played really well in Kenya. Um, yeah, he's, he's got a lot of quality, hasn't he? Um, yeah, I, I'd go for Horsfield over him this week, but there's no. I, I, you know, for me, the top take Schwab out. Yeah, because I don't know what he's doing there. Um, Rosner Sullivan, Horsfield, Kitty Armour is um, strong.
1: Don't, don't fancy Carrera Bello.
0: I don't. I don't. Um, you know um can you do I don't trust him
1: I think he's okay in this in this kind of field isn't he but um I don't need to be taking the chances at twenty five to one so I'll just wait until uh yeah I don't until guess. it comes out to a better price because it because he generally plays well as soon as he comes over to European tour and he could do that in in the Dubai swing couldn't he or east swing where he'd be sixty sixties or eighties or whatever you might as well just wait for that sort of thing again
0: yeah, I don't, I don't know if hes. Said maybe he's under a bit of pressure as well obviously here. Yeah, uh, Hosting
1: that never yeah. seems to work out well for people does it? So we shall see. Callum Hill, Zanotti Loughton, Catlin all 33-1 to 1. Callum Hill makes obvious claims I think um, but it, it seems like a, a group of players that you'd all kind of want to back. I mean Catlin does that thing where you, people don't want to bet the winner the next week um Zanotti just he's playing brilliantly hitting the ball brilliantly and I just can't back him at 33 to 1 but I think Callum Hill is the one that that would be the hardest to leave out of that group just because he's really just improved I think in 2021 he was fourth in Saudi eighth in Kenya and third again the week after in Kenya looks like he's uh really finding his feet at this level he's won three times on the challenge tour between 2018 2019 um the, the, the test itself seems to suit i think maybe maybe he likes it a little bit tougher um that may just be the fact that he's got a scottish flag next to him i think that but yeah okay. it uh, you would you wouldn't argue against him i just think that i actually start my card at, at kind of 50 to 1 well apart from possibly kitiyama going sort of like 50 to 1 onwards because i just think there's so much value in, in the field
0: really difficult i mean i i you know again i it's not a scottish thing but um yeah i respect callum hill but i uh, i looked at connor Syme earlier hmm. um and I, I wonder whether there should be 70 points difference between them um well they were
1: and they hadn't been had they last year they were kind of Syme was slightly shorter and callum hill was it was sort of like 33s and 50s and 33s and 66s wasn't it um, it's
0: it's a difficult one i mean you know over at kelwick manor you know they finished together. I mean, kind of Syme. We had a couple of times, to think, over there. Um, I, 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 Callum Hill showing more in contention than Siamese. He's not yeah. been able to cope with it so far, and maybe that that would be the key. But whether that means they are that far apart, I don't know. I mean, just going back quickly to Andy Sullivan because we haven't mentioned him. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we mention him all the time when he's when he's playing and he's he's up there on the market. He, you know, he won Hanbury in 27 under. He won Portugal in some stupid score as well. Um, when he's on, he's on. We know he should have won Qatar before uh, uh, Dubai before Rosner went and got him. Um, yeah, if he's right, again, he, he's, he's just him and Horsfield are just about 10 clear <laughs> by halfway. I think uh, the problem with Sullivan, as we know, is when he's not there, he gives up. He just puts his head down and can't be bothered. Um, and that's your, that's your problem up there. But sorry, going back to where you are. Yeah, was yeah. a knotty, Yeah, it's a is playing well. Luton's playing really should have done better over the weekend, but that is, that is you know, Joe Luton, isn't it? Um, it's what he does, but he's got the Amman form. He's got, well, he's got everywhere form, hasn't he? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and then, like you say, you've got John Catlin, who probably isn't long enough, uh, but it's going to be fast out there. So if he can bounce a ball another 30, 40 yards on the fairway, he's, Iron play is stunning, isn't it? So, I don't. I genuinely, I just don't know. I don't know. It's not the
1: longest course, is it? It's just that obviously the the longest. People have better advantage as they do most weeks. I think just in what you're saying by that, it's more that it's he's going to prosper more when it's tighter, shorter, tougher, isn't it?
0: His advantage isn't so much. Yeah, I I think that that, that's the key. That's what we always say. Yeah, Um, you know the others. The others can just open their shoulders up and leave themselves wedges, nine irons into the green. There's no difference. Whereas in a tighter course, Catelyn will be on the fairway. They'll be shooting from rough. Um, he will be saving shots around the greens. It, it, you know, these are huge greens. You know, there may not be any saving to do. But having said that, he's an awesome batter as well. Um, yeah. it, it's really difficult, Tom. It's a, it's a fascinating tournament. But whether it's one you want to lump on, I don't know.
1: No, I, just, I I think there's too many question marks with with new courses and and events that you don't think are going to last and and also what can't really be overrated overstated I think is that we're going from freezing cold really tough golf course in Austria to reasonably warm and and potentially birdie fest well it should be a birdie fest uh, event this week and it's all got to happen in the space of a week it just strikes me as a bit. It could be hard for some people to acclimatise. People would have found different shots last week to get around that golf course, and now can just go up and line up and hit it exactly how they want. It's different tests altogether, isn't it?
0: Well, Catlin was, was, you know, wearing gloves every day. Yeah. Um, in between, in between hitting shots and uh, walking down to his ball, he was wearing gloves. Kiefer did put gloves on for the whole of that. That was getting cold at the end of that playoff, and he. So, I'm not not saying it made any difference whatsoever, but it was just interesting the different approaches
1: yeah it is indeed i think that that's just a uh, a german versus a uh, american thing isn't it but uh there we go victor de brisson plays the uh, the ned bank challenge incredibly well doesn't he um which is a golf course that the designers linked to other than that i don't know that it's kind of something that would really suit him again i think he's better when there's a bit of feel around the greens and he can get creative but he's in good form just wasn't excited about the thirty-five 35-1. Same sort of thing with Besseling. And then there's a couple of names here that we both talked about off air in, in JB Hansen and Marcus Armitage. Shall I let you uh, lead off?
0: Yeah, I mean, JB, fan of JB's, or not a fan of JB's. <laughs> As we know, I haven't forgiven him for the 2003 or whatever it was, Challenge Tour final. <laughs> but, you know, different different player now. Really hard to predict, though, isn't he? But awesome perform over in Spain at, at various levels. You know, even the top 20 at Valderrama, you know, you never would have put J.B. Hansen as um, doing that particularly. Uh, you know, fourth in the Spanish Open, loads of top 10s, loads of top 5s in lesser lesser company. He's um, it, just really interesting, isn't he? It? it was a great effort in Jobo. You know, it was a fantastic um, performance. Again, around a course that we didn't think would suit. No. Kenya, again, not sure. Qatar was was more like him when he got the top 10. Um, and he has got form in Amman as well, when he was fifth or sixth to uh, Kitiyama a couple of years ago. Um, you've got Kiefer in third there. Um, so, of interest, definitely. Uh, just really hard to predict. Another one, again, that I always like for a sort of first-round lead, if he gets an early tea time. Um, you know, what do you want? He's 40 or one. I mean, you, you, so far, we could have backed eight of them, couldn't we, down yeah. in the 40s. Yeah. Um, and that that's your, problem with, that's your problem with this there's a couple of gaps anyway for Hans and I'm just wondering whether he's going to come out
1: yeah I've just seen that Marcus Armitage as well is is playing well isn't he T- uh, two top tens back to back steady throughout the start of the year without really uh, materialising anything he, I think he'll enjoy the low scoring affair of this um, I just thought that he was probably short enough which seems a bit harsh at 40 to 1 but I just think there's players that I I like at 50 to 1 and bigger that that really I I don't need to be taking Marcus Armitage, but that might just be that I find him irritating. So I'd probably put a zero behind him just to just to justify betting him. But there we go. Um, what do you think of Garrick Higo? I know you're a, you're a fan of his, and uh, you know he's played well at the, the Gary player course. So. I thought he was a reasonable price there at forty to one. It seems to be his price at the moment. It doesn't seem to, to veer too much from that,
0: does he? Well, as you read my uh, Sporting Life article over the weekend, yeah. I put him up to be uh, top five um, in Austria. Coming from I think tenth place, I think over the weekend. He, he's, you know, he's one of several uh, youngsters that um, just looks awesome, doesn't he? I mean, I've gone for somebody else, um, just slightly bigger of of the same type, if you like. But yeah, again, he played absolutely awesome in Austria. Um, greens in Reg, Diamond. This man um, going to be absolutely huge at some point. Whether a first trip to the Openness of Spain and and you know the absolute mad birdie fest is going to suit. <laughs> Who knows? But he sits next door to Guido, and as you know, I've uh, you know bunged Guido down on my list rather than rather than go Yep. this is you know this is the way of the world. We can't back them
1: all. Is it you know Guido is fantastic. Uh, that uh, that, my, that Sky that's been on a couple of times is is obviously a massive fan of his. Um, but he does he does get the job done when he's in contention. Um, makes plenty of putts, doesn't he, uh, when he's on? And uh, maybe slightly disappointed in in Kenya in the end, but generally speaking, he's. Uh, when he looks like he's going to play well i think he he generally does and and can do at big prices as well and and 45s and 40s is probably fair enough
0: yeah i thought guido um just because of his obviously his, his bigger european connection yeah um you know hence the fact that he's got a couple of you know he's got that second um in the alps over in spum that's not significant particularly maybe um he's got that top six in uh valderrama um but I just thought he's got second in Qatar with a, that 65 final round. Six at Valderrama. Uh, tied fourth at Inamon in yeah. uh, Sammy Vallemacki's playoff win over Brandon Stone. So, And we know that was windy that final day. He's an Alps winner. He's not going to care about any wind. And, and obviously, he could have won Qatar. It was an awesome 65. I mean, he just came from nowhere. And, and he would have been in the playoff. You know, if Rosner doesn't hold a 60-footer, he's in a playoff. Um, Skyler's right. He's, he's an absolute tall. Um, I think it will suit him here. Um, he's a very, very exciting. You know, he's a man that can shoot very low all the time. He's a big hitter, um, so he's going to be hitting wedges into these these big greens all the time. I, I really like Migliozzi to to do a big job here this week. Yeah,
1: I can't. I have literally no arguments when it comes to him. He's always just surprising for me. I think that sometimes when he comes into twenty fives and thirties, I just I just leave him alone. But he's, I think he's placed at. 200 to 1, 300 to 1 this year. Um, and he, and he's rounded into some form again now. So, uh, yeah, you can't really argue with that. Jamie Donaldson's another guy that you mentioned to me. Um, just, you know, wily veteran. will take advantage of the easiness of this golf course, I think. And uh, if there is any wind on that back nine, then uh, he certainly won't be afraid of it, will he?
0: When I saw the course, that, that again, that promo video from back 1972... <laughs>
1: um,
0: I, I, he was the first one. I, I looked to see if he was playing. And I didn't think particularly you'd get a big price. So 50s, I thought, was actually very fair. Top seven, I think it is. Something like that. isn't it? Um, obviously, he withdrew after one round in Kenya. I don't know if you saw that tee shot that he hit. No. You see the tee shot? Right, have a look at it. It's, on, it's online. He hits a tee shot that hits a tree and goes behind him. He Actually, he plays his second shot further away than he's teed off, uh, which is remarkable. But, yeah, like, he's got an absolute catalogue of form. Um, he was completely out of form until lockdown last year when he flew back. And and obviously he was top 15 in the um, English at the hero, which ties in Holsfield and Sullivan Uh, top 10 in Valderrama, which again, you know, just shows how wild he is. I like his tie third in Cyprus. Do you remember when he was um, doing back exercises through most of the back nine Um, again, another Island. Um, I've got a feeling it might not play that different to, to that when you think you know you've got um uh Callum Shankwin um you know K- Kelly Samoya uh, Jamie Donaldson it's I've got a feeling this course is going to play something along those lines and then you go and he gets second uh to Bez in South Africa um and you 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 know you wouldn't put Bez down here as a as a particularly low scoring player so it's really weird um I, I just really like the look of Donaldson there's something about this track I think will absolutely suit him down to the ground um and he's got the form as you say he's got the form in wind he's got the form in the right courses 50 to 1 seemed very fair to me and I was happy to take that this morning I wish, mean... wish Ben had tipped him and then he'd been 33 now <laughs> I'm okay. glad you
1: mentioned uh, Cyprus because that was all, that was the next thing I was going to ask you is, did you think that was kind of an event that we could look at because when you hear resort courses and that Aphrodite Hills just screams out to me and my pick uh, this week is Masahiro Kawamura um, who was second in the showdown event uh, he's had two top fives and a twenty-second place finish in Mauritius. Um, he was tied fourteenth and tied thirty-third in his last two starts. He was fifth in Portugal, which is obviously a bit of a you know low-scoring affair. Eighth at Valderrama as well. Um, yeah, I just I just thought he was decent. Had all the kind of form that I wanted him to have. All of course those uh, those golf courses that we talked about in those style of events. Um, and, and he's found a bit of form again and, and if he can sort of replicate what he was doing in that showdown obviously didn't manage to come out on top on, on Robert McIntyre but I think that was just kind of his week for him to get that job done. Um, 14th and 33rd last two weeks was uh, was enough for me to to kind of look at him I, I, I did see I think he was there was some 80s about him a bit earlier on uh, and that was obviously a bit more exciting but I think 66-1 is fair enough as well.
0: Absolutely played well in all the right courses yeah, and, and you, you mentioned the Cyprus I mean you know if you go back a week before um, on that um, the, the actual Cyprus Open rather yeah. than the, the, the funny event and you look down the list it, it's, it's, it does look as though it might have an effect here yeah. I mean you've got you've got the various players that we've already been talk, talking about um, Higo was third there Valimaki won in um, Amar was sixth and obviously he actually played quite well in the show down the end but um, Sadier's got form in Amman, he was ninth. Um, Armitage, we've just spoken about. Um, Cohonan, we've spoken about having form in the various places. Kiefer, it's it's not impossible. It may be, be the island connection, in which case you could then go further back and look at Madeira. You could look at places, as, you, as has been mentioned in a few places, Mauritius. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? But uh, yeah, I can't put you off what you said. You know, they're flying, aren't they? So um, why not?
1: Yeah, that was that you know, that that was kind of my my thinking. There wasn't really much else apart from that really. It's just that he kind of has it all in the right places. He's been impressive in his pits and starts, hasn't he, during his uh, European tour starts. Um and I don't think he's afraid to win. I think that you know, evidence suggests that maybe he does struggle with it a little bit, but I don't think it's I don't think it's a a problem. I think it's just maybe he doesn't take advantage of it. And also, I just realised, I think I said Kitty Kittiyama's played a of Valderrama, and I was actually just underneath my Karamura. So, that's right.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: so uh, we can we can overrun that. I'll uh, point out my own area there so that no one else does later on in the show. The other person on there that I that I haven't picked this week, that, that you know we're kind of a fan of, is Dale Whitnell. We talk about that Cyprus Open, he was tied 6th there. He's in good form, he's getting better every week in 41st, 38th, 15th for the last three weeks. He was 28th at the Qatar Masters. Play well in Portugal. It might just be, you know, he had that low-scoring uh, week at the British Masters as well, didn't he? Where um, he went well for for three rounds at least. So, be interesting to see what he can do as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, like we say, you know, Pod interviewees are uh, are doing very well over the last few months. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm not again. I'm not sure that he's long enough to tougher. take advantage of this. Yeah, I think he needs it tougher. And again, very similar to. Um, somebody maybe like Catelyn um, yeah, their advantage of being good short game players may not come into it around here the greens are too big I think that's the problem
1: I've got a couple of darts after this now I think yeah. I've got kind of 175 and 201 so is there anything that you uh, you wanted to mention before then
0: uh, just kind of sign me really I mean yeah. we mentioned him earlier when we were talking about Callum Hill um, did us a few flavours food flavours yeah <laughs> He did favours. do a few
1: flavors on this on this podcast. Yeah, he
0: did do it. Done us a few favors last year, you know, at the Celtic Classic. Um, I think we we followed him up. I mean, again, you know, he was when he's in form, he is he is flying. I mean, if you look at the, I know it's sort of um, biorhythms if you like, and it wasn't even the right time, but he was fourth in Austria uh, last year. Um, comes out as I say, third in uh, Celtic Manor, follows it up with a, another top ten there, and not that many players actually followed up. Um, on those back-to-backs, to, you know, a week after another good week. You see so many having like top 10, top 20s, and then failing the week after. So that was impressive. He then goes and gets top 10 of Valderam, which, of course, is impressive. If the South African Open's got anything to do with it, he's got that top 10 there. Um, and recent third in Kenya, I, I thought 100-1 to 1 for, for a place was... Um, he's a very another very, very straight hitter. So, again, would this be his type of track guessing aren't we we don't yeah. know um but he, he, he can attack the course and uh he can putt really really well when he's right um i think he's one of the straightest drivers again so it may not be his thing but he might save shots over the opening nine might mightn't he um yeah and
1: i think that's going to be like we're looking at it is if it's going to be a, a low scoring event i'm pretty sure it will be but that front nine doesn't look i don't think it's difficult but i don't you know i don't expect people to have you know ridiculous low nines on there and then obviously if there is a little bit of wind on the back nine then then it is going to you know it, i don't think again it will be dramatic and i still think it'd be a fairly low scoring event but there can be some mistakes made in those sort of uh areas i think so i, I think that you do have to uh have a bit of wits about you and, and know how to play different ball flights and and to keep it in a fair way even if you know because not it's not so much as it's going to be rough on the front line, but he gets caught behind one of the trees, or he don't get a great angle in. There's plenty of other things to worry about, isn't there?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, again, he was just one. You know, it's absolute I think everybody's looking at the same type of player. Yeah. Um. But it was just for me when you, it's it's the old thing that we say every week. You know, you mentioned Daniel Berger, I look where Webb Simpson and Kevin Kisner are. <laughs> you know, you mentioned Callum Hill, where I look where Connor Syme is. Um. And I just thought it was a bit of an overreaction, um, that missed cut at, at sort of the second Kenya Open. It's He's hard to read, but 101, um, I might take the chance with he's, you know, well into three figures on Betfair. I, you know, almost certainly will. But he's, again, he's surrounded by people like Louis De Jager. You know, he's an immensely talented player. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what he's going to do, <laughs> you know. But Jorge Campillo, who we absolutely love, you know. Um, I haven't got a clue what he's going to do. Um, so yeah, I'm happy with Simon in some way. Um, top ten, top twenty, some trade on Betfair, something. I just there's something about him that suggests that I think he's a slight level above what he's showing at the moment.
1: Yeah, I think that you know it's not that long ago that he played so well in Kenya, is it? And at the end of the day, I think that he's got he's got the potential to to be better than like you say that he's showing. And any time that you get him, because at the end of the day, if he's one hundred to one this week and finishes fifth, he's going to be thirty-three to one next week, isn't he? He's going to be Callum Hill. So it it is kind of we spoke about it is what price do people have to get to before um, you back them, and and I guess that you're getting near that point with uh, with Simi.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think I, I, I think that's that's very fair. Yeah. Um, who were we talking about earlier where we said oh yeah uh, Adrian House. Yeah. Yeah, that was, know, a, where... that was
1: the topic of discussion, wasn't it? That was who we were talking about. And we haven't actually mentioned that. Um, that Adrian House has now gone out to what 55, 60s is available. Uh, this is a guy that was going off at twenty-fives and thirty-threes when he hadn't won. He still hasn't won, but he's he's getting to a price now, especially on a golf course that should suit everything about him, shouldn't it? Um, mm. It would be it will be interesting to see how he goes because I could see a lot of people kicking themselves if he does have a good. I mean, I. I very seldom want to back him and I backed him once and he was dreadful And after getting in contention so I've kind of been put off but he's certainly talented
0: enough. Yeah, I mean exactly what you said. We said it about various um, various players over the last few months and, and a couple have won, haven't they? Um, we weren't on but there we are. Hmm. Um, and he, he would be the one for me that, that on that list six, well him and Dean Dino um stick out as as definitely potentials of of playing a damn
1: just lost you a bit there mate are you uh you back with us
0: i'm still there so i was just saying that you know both him and dino at 60 to one um definitely have the potential to uh to to play a lot better than their prices they've been going off half those prices you know not that long ago um they're very unpredictable they're very very attacking players I mean you look at something like Rosner who's, who's attacking but has done it now and he's fully in command of his game you know Burmaster. I'm a big fan of. should have won more by now um, but it's it's his type of attacking track again you know he reminds me again very much of the Sammy, Sammy Vallemackie brand Stone type player and so him and Anous again at 60 to 1 I'll have a look on Wednesday if they drift to something silly again you know I'll be on at Betfair you know
1: Understand that I'm going. Uh, you can condescend kind of me. I'm going with Grant Forrest. Um, yeah. He's someone that that kind of a couple of times I've wanted to get involved in him just because I can't remember where it was what we were talking about. We were talking about how the putting would be a you know significant factor that week, and, and I kind of thought about putting him up, and and ultimately he keeps having these kind of consistent finishes without really pushing through. But when you look at just where he's played well, he's got a fourth and a seventh in Mauritius, tenth in Oman. Uh, tied 19th and 27th in, in Qatar and Saudi, respectively, with the Paspal and Greens. Uh, you know, wind and coastal seems to uh, to suit him. He was in that second of the Andalusian match play on the Challenge Tour. Um, those reasons enough, really, were just were just enough for me to take him at 175, I think he's available, 150 generally to get the, the seven places. I just thought that was fair enough. I think I can absolutely see him finishing inside the top seven. I mean, he's done it, on similar courses and uh and that was enough for me really you know 10th in amman 4th and 7th Russia. so there's there's your three courses or or starts that we're looking for and and he's been in and around the top seven each time and uh and he's he's that price to to finish there i think that was just enough for uh, to catch my eye because he does kind of fritter between form and it's hard to judge where he's going to do it right but when you just look at you isolate where we want to see him playing well. He just he has picked it up, and I, I just thought that was enough to uh, to justify someone at such long odds.
0: Yeah, he's got form at Oman, hasn't he? Just out, out top ten, if I'm right. Yep. I think. Um, and you know you've got you've got him turning up, haven't you? So you know the likes of Daniel Gavins was there, wasn't he, for three and a half rounds over yep. the weekend? Um, and Forrest has shown a bit more. So why not? I mean, you look at him. I'm looking at Sebastian Garcia Rodriguez who um, I'm not a fan, because I don't trust him at all, <laughs> but has put himself in winning positions, you know, two or three times over the last year. Um, returns home, um, loves Spain, obviously. Um, he could be inspired to, to put in a decent performance. You know, can put the lights out when he's right, but he, he looks as though he's on his way to being another Pablo Larraff about to me, um, when no one knows what he's doing. But there's, there's a few, isn't there that, that, you know, you could, throw a die if you wanted to
1: throw in the dark matthew pavon um you know does generally love these kind of events um 17th second and fifth in mauritius when he was 17th he was second through 36 holes um he's been tied 11th in saudi tied 35th in Qatar. uh with that tie 35th that i'm talking about there coming you know this year when he's really been pretty disappointing suggests to me that when the course is right and when the uh, the event itself suits that he uh he can put it out of the bag and if the Mauritius and and, and things links are what they're meant to be then uh, this certainly looks like the type of course that he can take advantage of i think there's a lot of people that come into play at big odds when the course is so easy because you know at the end of the day it comes down to who can keep hot and stay hot and you need to look for people that just attack pins and and maybe not the smartest of golfers at times because if they were all smart and could all have the same talent, they'd all be thirty three to one. So it's it's these guys that are longer that I think that there's certain I mean there's there's loads of names down here really that you know we've been on in recent weeks. Recy, air Lars Van, Mihao, um, which is definitely not how you pronounce his name, but I can't be able to go back over it again. Um you know, there's just there's just loads, but it you do have to like we say every week, you can't bet them all. Um, and that's just what I've landed on. I'm pretty happy with those. And, and I think there's probably, you know, Cassano just keeps striking the ball incredibly well, but I've kind of given oh. up on him after four times of no returns. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's great players around, you know, Joachim Lagergren was someone that's bet an awful lot uh, in the last couple of years. Um, Clemens Sorday, you mentioned yep. earlier.
0: Yeah, great player.
1: He's there as well, isn't he? Um, yeah. Sadié, you know these guys. You talk about trio of Frenchmen there. You, mm. they're, they're just guys that can make birdies at, at the right time. So, yeah, I don't know. It for me, it was Pavon just because of the Mauritius link, and, and hopefully that pays off. But yeah, I think there's there's plenty to go around at this uh this area.
0: I, I think you can make a case for many, and um, it's it'd be interesting. I mean, I'm quite looking forward to doing this week seventy-two because uh, I think it will be an absolute shootout yeah. on Sunday. Um, and, and, you know, it's one of those where you can see anything happening, to be honest with you. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the event goes. I'm I'm not going to lob a whole load on it. Um, but I, I think there is a way in, and we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I think that we've tried to find the avenue, as as everybody does when it's a new golf course, and, and hopefully it pays off for us. And, and like you say, I think, I think what you just said there, in terms of anything can happen on Sunday, is is why I'm not put off by the top of the market because I like Kitty Armor. I think there's plenty of um, justification in the horse fields, in the in the Callum's Hills, in in the guys that you mentioned as well, Full Tees, etc. I think there's plenty to say about all of those. I just think that it is a time where you can take those guys that you trust a bit further down the market because I do think that that this course brings it to everybody. You know, high handicappers can play around there. Which is what it's built for. Then uh, these best European tour players can certainly make a score.
0: Yeah, it's probably going to be come down to pattern, isn't it? Again, and um, who knows? You know, you have a hot week on the on the greens. I do think there's there's a sign of, of a couple of the ones up the top that they just might be too good because they're capable of putting four sort of mid sixties rounds together, um, which which may be the thing. But there are seven places, and as we say every week, you're not going to get the top seven filling the seven. So. Yeah, there we
1: are. I I don't think there's really much else to say on that event, so we'll uh, we'll summarise our picks. I'm going with Kurt kitiyama He's coming in at twenty-five to one. I'm going to take the. Uh, I'm just going to completely um, go against everything I just said and, and take him. Um, I like Mora, um Grant Forrest, and Matthew Pavon as well. Are my picks.
0: Um, Sam Horsfield's a telegraph telegraphing a victory. Um, you just have to be on in some way. Um, Guido, um, just add to his uh, qualification, Saudi Arabia that you like. Yeah. Um, his third round, 74, absolutely killed him, but he was yeah. surrounded by excellent rounds. So I'm really looking forward to a good tournament from Guido at 45. Jamie Donaldson, you're taking a, a risk with his health, um, but it, if it's windy, it seems to fit. So him at 50. JB, I'm, I'm not so sure. So I'm going to lob in Connor uh, Simon at. Uh, around about 90, or maybe if he drifts something silly on Betfair. Um, so, yeah, they'd be really just my four for the for this tournament.
1: Yep, and uh, as we said earlier in the show, I don't think there's going to be an awful lot of time spent on this Zurich Classic. Um, I don't even know if you've got a pick in the event, have you, Jason?
0: Uh, not even if there was rubbish on the radio. <laughs> would I would um, be the slightest bit interested in having a bet on the Zurich Classic, and I'd never say that but I've got no interest whatsoever. I'm not even looking forward to having it over the weekend. Final round, I don't care.
1: Good. So, it'll be a very short moment. I think that Chris Kirk and Brendan Todd could play well, but the, the price kind of reflects that because uh, Brendan Todd's passing something and Chris Kirk striking the ball well. Same for Keegan Bradley and Brendan Steele. Steele's starting to hold uh, more putts of late and Keegan Bradley obviously ball strikes it every week. Um, you've got your guys like a... Uh, Kevin Kisner and Scott Brown that play this every, every year and play extremely well for people that are always 50 to 1 and bigger. Um, and then you've got further down, and I don't even profess to know anything about what's going on with their games. Um, neither of them are actually that good. Um, but David Herman, Seamus Power, have played this event a couple of times together, and finished inside the top 10 and top 5, so I think that there's sort of some value in 150 to 1 7 places with them um that would be it my if you wanted a deeper kind of view on it i would just say that the the recipe for success that i found when i went with Horshaw and Piercy a few years ago was just just to try and find the guy that's striking his irons as as best he can and and hopefully he's partnered with someone with a streaky putter like yeah uh, piercey was that year it's not that easy to find that kind of partnership this year. I think there's a lot of people that basically got the same skill set and both struggle in the same areas, which is not a good uh, not a good combination, and that makes it a lot harder to be interested. But, yeah, I don't think anything more needs to be said on that. Peter Uline is playing this week with uh, Richie Wierenski, if you wanted to keep an eye out for him.
0: Uh, and Woody Austin and Rocco Media.
1: Yeah, how just in been, case you needed to. Do it, how many doctors
0: do you want to put on that? You couldn't yeah. put any notes on to get people to bat them, could you? You could just run the whole... Literally have 365 and just run zeros all the way through to whoever that is at the end, and nobody would be interested. And if they would had a pound on you, would just drift it again, wouldn't you? <laughs> it's just pathetic.
1: <laughs> when you look at some of the names down there as well, that that's not even where it stops. If you've got Kevin Stuttler and Johnson Wagner, that'd be an interesting...
0: Yeah, that's, that's not... I don't think that's as bad.
1: Well, of course it's not as bad. There's a 500 point difference, but it's you know they still not. It doesn't inspire you, does it? I mean, Bill Huss and Hunter Mayhem would have been a great partnership ten years ago, wouldn't it? Here yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well,
0: whatever. but
1: one of these people in this 400 and 300, or someone will be out there in the top seven or eight by the end of the year, uh, end of the week. I it's not... just that type as well. I bet there is someone. Someone in this 300s
0: one you. downwards. Ah, okay, okay. When do you, what? What do you want? From, where do you want to go from? I'm uh... not including Campos because I like him. Um...
1: Well, he's in the 300s one downwards? Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so that's, that saved me, didn't yeah. it? There's <laughs> um, just always a random one. Bo Van Pelt and Luke List. I bet you didn't think they'd be a team. <sighs>
0: People do anything for money, will not they?
1: Well, normally you kinda of get that one guy that that brings someone on as their mate to try and get him a PJ tour card. Like how Brooks would just bring on his brothers to mm, try yeah, and get me yeah, a card yeah. and and Fleet would have Chris Paisley out a couple of years ago and and things like that. But you just seem to have the, the strangest group of combinations
0: this week and uh, It's a pointless event. I don't even know why they're bothered with it.
1: Well, I quite like the event when it was when it was actually a stroke play event and there was there was a winner of it, but there we go. JB Holmes and Robert Garrigus. that'd be a uh, That'd be an interesting pair, wouldn't it? Yep. Sweaty, I imagine. Um, yep. But there we go. Anyway, actually, I'm not talking about. There are anymore. some
0: interesting ones down there. I mean, you know, Hovland Ventura is quite a, quite an interesting one, I think. But yeah, you know, I don't. Yeah, like I said to you earlier, I think McDowell and Wallace, I think is going to be actually reasonably interesting. But I've no, no I'm not honestly. I'm not parting with a penny, and that that's that's doesn't happen <laughs> so i just
1: i just look at it and i was just thinking like in my head i was like right lanto griffin hits the ball incredibly well mm-hmm. what can joel damon bring to us oh wait he's terrible putting as well so you just get to the point where you you one of them's got to get streaky for the week putting um and when charlie hoffman and nick botney are playing together I yeah think, oh, they might have pulled out actually by the looks of it but it you know it's just it's just strange it's it's a funny old event I think people like to watch it on TV. This is this when we were talking about you know uh, bringing women into the game. This is probably an event you could probably do that in because it's not that you know interesting, is it?
0: Yeah, I mean there we are, Grace and Varna. That's that's half interesting, isn't it?
1: I just realised, and I didn't know this before, and I've just realised it in live as we we're recording that I really liked Rasmus Hogard for the Grand Canaria that he wasn't playing in. Just to find out that he's playing in this. He's playing, yeah. He's playing. Yeah.
0: They're both playing. The, the, his brother played really, really well last week.
1: But, but I, I don't... I mean, is that Nick Taylor or Vaughn Taylor that he's playing with? Do you know? I don't really care. <laughs> Either way, they're not going to win. So, um, There we go. We've uh, we've probably spent five minutes longer than we actually intended to be talking about that. So. Um, yeah, but I did yeah.
0: get my part of the Unstoppable Sex Machine line in, so... You did for all, for all those fans, yeah. Spot it.
1: Ah, yeah, I knew that would go over my head because I have no idea where you mentioned mm-hmm. that. But yep. there we go. Um, right, should we uh, wrap it up for the week then? Because yep. there's, there's no point in talking about stuff that we're we're not going to bet on, is there? Nope. So, um, yep, Grand Canaria open this week. We've uh, we got a better better combination of events next week. You've got ten Tenerife. You've
0: got Tenerife, oh, yeah. and you've got. Uh... Valspar
1: isn't it? It's the Valspar next week. That's a better event. So uh yeah, we should be But it be can't practicing. be worse, can it? It can't no, be worse than anything. You know, I actually quite like the Valspar as an event though. You get you That's get fine. the couple of uh, you get the Kevin Shrillmans of this world and the poor cases you there, don't you? It? So there we go. Alright mate, let's sign it off for the week and uh and uh, be lucky in the in the Grand Canaria and uh, and don't watch the other
0: one. I won't. Thanks very much mate.